0: Hey, welcome to episode 92 of How to Wow. CarFest is a not-for-profit well-being, music, food, superstar and motorcar festival that has so far raised circa £25 million for UK children's charities. Check out what's happening this year by going to CarFest.org, CarFest.org that is, where you'll see our best ever lineup of guest hosts and rock and rollers, yet many of them staying with us the whole weekend, including the likes of Richard Hammond, Rob Brydon, Jimmy Carr, Lee Mack, Bryony Gordon, Eddie Izzard, Rick Hammond, Craig David, Russell and Laura Brand, Texas McFly, The Actual Village People, Alex Horn, Angela Hartnett, Matt Tebbett, Michael Keynes, Atto Kutcher, Freya Ridings, Ben Miller, Dr. and Chatterjee, Dr. Reapy, The Happy Pair, Melanie Sykes, The Feelings, Sophie Ellis Bexter, Razorlight, Gokwan, Reef, The Booleg Beatles, and only Peter Flipping Andre. Plus, all the amazing car content, of course. Go to carfest.org now and come join us this August bank holiday weekend. All right, from that very event, let's queue a conversation of how to wowing in this episode. Together are Jessica Huey and Lavina Meta. Lavina is a personal trainer and menopause campaigner and Jessica is an author, speaker and purpose mentor. Together they discuss their careers, health tips and advice, super hacks on self-care and how exercise really can improve your life and how to get closer to it on a day-to-day basis. These two are brilliant together. It's Jessica Huey and Lavina Meta coming up for you next. Make yourselves comfortable.
1: So welcome ladies, get your mics, there we are. Hi everyone. Hi. Hello. So tell us who you are and your job. Thanks for the lovely intro.
2: You're welcome. So yeah, I'm Lavina, founder of Feel Good with Lavina. I'm most importantly a mum of three. Um, and a little cavapoo, which I should have brought today. Um, but yes, I've been a personal trainer for only four years. And I started doing free workouts um, at the beginning of the pandemic. And I have a concept called exercise snacking, which um, I can elaborate on. Mindful. Yes, all about bite-sized amounts of exercise. Um, And I've had workouts now that have reached the age of 100 with my amazing mother-in-law. But things that we can do even from your sofa behind your desk. Um, And they're all saved on my social media, so please join in. But it's all about exercise for sanity, not vanity. So uh, not how we look, but trying to emphasize the importance of exercise for our mental health and reducing risks of chronic illnesses so I work with a lot of charities um, I'm an ambassador for Diabetes UK. I work with Alzheimer's Society and brain tumor research all for personal reasons and from personal loss but it's amazing what exercise can do to help reduce our risks yeah, yeah. And thank you I'm
3: Jessica. I'm the author of a book called Purpose um, And my life is all things purpose, really. I I run the Purpose Academy, which supports small business owners who are purpose-driven and have a a desire to make a contribution in the world. And the Purpose Retreat, which is an annual week-long opportunity to get present in Jamaica, where I moved mid-pandemic, my my pandemic revelation. Yeah, this is the holiday being here. Um, But yeah, it was this book really came out of my experience of caring for my dad when he was terminally ill and it was the first time i'd kind of got present um and it was life-changing it was a a period of time when my complete definition of success transformed and um yeah life has never been the same
1: (laughs) something like that in in complete can change your whole life and the, the the rest of the way that you live your life i find um so tell us the mbes i mean this is incredible Oh gosh, yours was first. You start. Oh <laughs> I know.
2: It's lovely to be on stage. I mean, it's um, it's more. I, well, it's very surreal. Still, um, mine. I got just recently, um, October 2020, just through the free workouts during the pandemic totally unexpected. And I went for my investiture about a year later because of COVID. Um, but for me, it's more about trying to use the platform to break down all the common barriers of exercise, um, just try and encourage all ages and um, get people moving, get people healthier. Um, but yeah, it's an incredible feeling. You've had it for a while. So tell me how you feel.
3: <laughs> I mean, for me, it was just so wonderful. I was 34. So it was back in 2014 14. And um, yeah, just getting to take my mum and dad and my daughter to the palace was, you know, was really the best thing about it for me. You know, it's lovely to have your, your contribution acknowledged. But yeah, my dad came to the country in the Windrush years, you know, at a time where, you know, it's no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. And so to be able to take my elderly Jamaican dad into Buckingham Palace was a really proud moment. So... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very similar. Um, my parents came in the '60s from Kenya, so like a lot of um, Indian families. So I think those sort of moments, unfortunately, I couldn't take my parents. I took my husband who's sitting over there, but he did play a huge part because him and my youngest son um, were doing twice daily workouts with me for the first lockdown. So it was pretty much nonstop, but um, obviously a great way for me to say thank you to him as well for all the support because I think it's everyone around you. It's not just me getting an MB, You know, this is more, um, I guess, even for South Asians, obviously I do target with all the health risks, um, with things like diabetes. But also for, you know, I've got three boys and the children and the next generation. I think it's always great to see that you can um, aspire and do things that I maybe never imagined I was doing because I used to work in the corporate world before um, giving it up with my third son. So this is a totally new space for me, health and wellness. Um, And I guess my whole message is it's never too late to start. Since I never in the gym until my 30s. So I'm in my mid 40s now. Um, But it wasn't something that I grew up with, you know, being fit and being healthy. So... Um, that's the kind of key message.
3: I think we've got something in common with the MBE, like the reason the MBEs were given, because I think both of us, the thing that you were acknowledged for, and, in, and also in my case, they, they came from a place beyond agenda. You know, they Definitely. came from you, you weren't thinking about being honoured or any kind of award when you just decided to get onto Zoom and start exercising and give people, you know, a way of, being connected and take them out of their heads and that space of fear, you know, and I think equally for me, you know, the, the, the most where we, my experience, and it's a big message of the book and all of my work is that where we... You know so often the agenda that we have for our lives this plan that we have is a real distraction from a greater purpose that is that our lives hold and if we can just get present and sometimes get off the treadmill and allow ourselves to connect with a wisdom which we all have which comes from beyond the intellect life you know can't help but reward us in really beautiful ways and i think your story is testament to that
2: oh thank you so is yours i think um you know, I lost my grandmother. That's why I do a lot of work in dementia and Alzheimer's. And I try and emphasize that even if you're in your 30s and 40s, that's when it's not an old age illness. That's when it can all start. Um, and obviously you've cared, you know, for your father. So you go through these periods of life and, you know, it's a test It's part of our journeys. But um, I think, you know, coming out positively and being able to do something, you know, I'm sure that drives your purpose, right?
3: Yeah, I mean... It drives it. It's changed my life. It is, you know, for so many years, I was a complete workaholic. I know there'll be people here that will relate. You know, my sense of identity was completely defined by my achievements. I had so much shame. I'd been a really young mum. had my daughter at 17 and um, I had something to prove, not just to the world, but to myself. And I thought, and I soon discovered that actually the more I achieved, the better I was received by society. I thought, okay, well, I'll just keep doing things. And you know, completely hemmed to the next acquisition, the next thing that I could do. And um, yeah, that period with my dad was game changing in just, you know, grief is a really powerful portal. If we can be with the hardest feelings, we have this opportunity to connect to something which... Um, Yeah, just opens up a new pathway of um, what life is about, I guess. And it makes
1: you realise what's important as well really what's important
2: yeah i think when i um started in the gym when i was saying in my 30s after my youngest son who's now 14 went to school because you know you're busy mums um the older two were in higher education i got him into nursery and then i thought i'm going to do something for myself and like a typical mom i just go and have more coffee mornings and and classes and chats and time to talk to other mums about motherhood Um, And then during that time, my father-in-law, who was instrumental, I'm sure he would be with me. He probably is today from up above um, bringing the sunshine, but he would be, you know, my champion in everything, helping me bring the boys up. And unfortunately, he got diagnosed with a brain tumor and we lost him within six months. Um, And I think in terms of, you know, ways that I found in terms of self-care, it was really going into the gym environment. And I'm a big, I'm very passionate about strength training, um, which I think, you know, there needs to be a lot more education knowledge about in terms of exercise. It's not just cardio. It's really important to hit the strength training goals. Um, But lifting weights and doing something think, you know, very methodological, uh, structured, if I can get the words out. Um, it was like my escapism. And, you know, when you talk about self-love, I always relate it to self-care. And I try and encourage people that you know even a minute we did a workout there in the studio about half an hour ago I don't know if any of you took part or sort of saw us from the um, outset I think hopefully it's saved on my YouTube so you can all do it later Um, but I was saying there that you know even if you do a minute of stretching or a minute of star jumps or something it's going to boost your mood and it's going to release those happy endorphins Um, so I obviously turned to exercise as my sort of escape route and I would Just go in, put the music on, get empowered, lift some like heavy-ish weights and feel stronger, not just physically, but mentally. Um, so I always kind of think about, you know, ways, find something that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be lifting weights. It could just be going for a walk. I always say a feel-good walk because of my feel-good brand. Um, but I think, you know, we could all say if those moments of stress, those moments where we're overwhelmed with emotion or you're dealing with grief or life stresses, find something like going for a five minute walk in nature and hopefully it'll boost your mood. But yeah, it'd be interesting to hear, you know, like things that have helped you get through this. Like, do you have a special form of self-care that you turn to?
3: Yeah, I, I guess a good place to start in answering that question is, is my kind of definition and it's just mine, but, you know, my definition of purpose, which really, because, you know, when we hear that word, it can feel so heavy and so loaded, like it's another big thing that we're supposed to do, which is actually just from the same school of thought that we need to evolve on from, you know, which is where our value is not defined by our output. And actually it's by our being, who are we being in the world? You know, what are the values that we, you know, we live our lives with and... You know, the title of this talk, having taken over from my my lovely friend Vex, you know, um, why purpose is is an act of self-love is because actually if purpose, I believe that our purpose is just to be as much us as we can, to be more as much you as you can be, you know. And it's hey, so genuine. obvious and yet it's such so difficult for so many of us to know ourselves or connect with ourselves beyond our job title, beyond our role as a mum, wife, sister, daughter, beyond our bank balance, beyond the label on our shoes or like all the stuff which has nothing to do with who we are or who we arrive in this world as. And it doesn't the, make you less kind. It doesn't make you less nice. It's nothing. It's, it can, and it can all be stripped away and the only things that are permanent are life yeah. and death, right? And it's, like when that those real things we we have this opportunity to just come to to connect with ourselves as something that is much more permanent than any of those fleeting things right um And so I believe that, you know, where real joy and fulfillment and connection to each other and ourselves, and also an anchoring, a strength, the kind of strength that you describe. I think when you're talking about that state of flow where you switch off from what's happening around you and you're just with yourself, that's the thing that we rely on when there are pandemics and deaths and redundancies and divorce and stuff that happens, right? So... I think that's the, the greatest act of self-love is to prioritize that connection, cultivating that connection to ourself.
1: I think that's one thing that really did happen in the pandemic is people really kind of gave themselves a shake and went what is important, who is important and what do I need
0: to do to get through this and it's the fundamentals of survival. Okay, just taking a pause to tell you about AG1. Also supporting this particular podcast, AG1. I'm asked all the time about the one thing I do to take care of my health. If I could pick only just one product, it would be foundational nutrition. And AG1 is a top foundational nutrition product. I can't think of any other daily routine that pays off as well as AG1. According to people that I really look up to here, really know their stuff. AG1 is recommended by such luminaries as Rich Roll, the amazing professor, Dr. Andrew, Schieberman Tim Ferriss and our one, our only Dr. Rung and Chatterjee. AG1 was created in 2010 and it's helped millions of mornings begin on a healthier foundation ever since. My wife takes it, I take it, even our 14-year-old son Noah takes it now. He swears by it. AG1 is not only a high-quality all-in-one solution for daily foundational nutrition. It also saves you time, confusion and money compared to individual supplements that can add up to a small fortune. AG1 replaces your multivitamin probiotic and much more in one simple drinkable habit. AG1 is great bang for my book as it replaces a lot of these other supplements, like a daily multivitamin, minerals, pre- and probiotics for my gut health, adaptogens, and a greens blend, literally all in one scoop of powder. I think there's 75 different supplements in each scoop. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. Just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition I need. Go to drinkag1.com slash how to wow. That's drinkag1.com slash how to wow. Give it a go. Check it out. Let us know how it lands. And now back to the wow. Uh,
1: how did you find coming into that through through such a hard time doing the exercise and helping other people?
2: Um, In the pandemic, yeah. I mean, like all of us, you know, suddenly everyone's at home. We acquired a new addition. I never thought I would be a dog owner, but somehow my youngest (laughs) got his way. And so, yeah, we're totally besotted by this, um, lovely Cavapoo of ours, Bailey, but I had everything together and it was just a wild idea to do a lunchtime exercise snack. So I grabbed my son and my husband out and I said, let's just go live. You know, I'd never done an Instagram live. I had about, I think 700 followers, not that followers mean anything to me even today, because, um, I think it's, you know, it's just become such a big status thing. And the whole social media is another whole conversation. <laughs> (laughs) But yeah, I just went live for the first time and we went out and we did some fun toilet roll games because there was a toilet roll shortage. We did football games. We did like musical statues. um, And it was a chance to really escape where, you know, my husband suddenly stuck at home running his own business. My son is being homeschooled and he was about 11. So it was, you know, one of those ages. Um, Everyone's together. Everyone is trying to come to terms with this full lock down and I had my parents trying to come onto Instagram and my mom to this day can hardly use a mobile phone. <laughs> and I suddenly realized, you know, it was just something that we could all do together. And whether it was a 10 minute session or a 15 minute session, it kind of went global and it was wonderful to see all ages try and join. So um, it gave me, I guess, through the pandemic, I should be grateful it gave me that purpose. And it got me through just by giving back, doing something I love, um, people enjoying it and joining. And then um, it kind of went on to all platforms. So, you know, Zoom, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, I still stream on all of those just to make it accessible. Um, And I feel that there shouldn't be a cost associated to fitness, especially Um, I want, you know, all people, whether they're using their tins and plastic bottles like they do every week um, or if you go into the gym, but... Uh, find something you enjoy and try and build it into our daily lifestyles. Um, My mom is actually a chef and a cookery writer. So uh, her last book was Feel Good With Food, which I typed when I was um, heavily pregnant with my youngest. Um, And, you know, it's about bringing all of those things like nutrition, fitness, sleep um hydration exercise like all the different types of lifestyle you know breath work meditation whatever you think you can do don't try and do everything at once um, but taking those small steps and you know the pandemic has shown us that our health is really our wealth and anything can happen to anyone tomorrow Um, but using some of these hopefully free concepts will make you feel good and how about you how were you through
3: the pandemic well, I'd left for, I left for Jamaica. So was <laughs> like, I, um, do you know what? It was just, it was like we were all collectively sent to our room to think about our behaviour. It really was, is not it? <laughs> think about the choices that you're making yeah. in your life. Um, and yeah, I just, it just, it was like a real confrontation with, what do I really want? What do I really want? And what are the things I've been putting off? And I'd already been, you know, I'd moved away so much from shoulds, the job I should do, you know, which is safe, though it's never safe, but we tell ourselves it's safe. And, you know, all the things who my I, I, I should be married to and all of the shoulds. And, and yet I was just confronted with the peace that wasn't aligned in the pandemic. That's what it did for me. And I'm so grateful. And yeah, I just felt... Actually, I want to be in nature, and I want to take my son, who was eight at the time i'd just been going through divorce or just started the divorce um, procedure and yeah, I wanted him to have that reference point, um, which is a part of his heritage, but equally just to have space I, I just felt so confined, and it was the impetus to to give myself what I needed what I, you know what I really deeply wanted and um yeah it wasn't without the fears there was lots of sort of nights where I questioned you know are you crazy you know how are you gonna earn a little the things but actually there was something that I was connected to which was stronger by that point um and yeah it's two years on now and we have this really lovely life of back and forth yeah congratulations I mean I think a
2: lot of um people maybe started that side hustle you know or the things that maybe you've had a hobby or some passion um I think a lot of people have been able to kind of resurrect and think about their priorities, I've heard a lot of um, people, you know, changing their career paths as well. So I think it's brought about a lot of positives. Um, So, you know, like following your passion, if there is something out there that you just want to do, I think we just need to go and do it.
1: And you don't know where it's going to take you, right? I think it's important as well for the people that have kind of, and not in a criticism way, always just fallen back into the default mode of oh, the pandemic's happened now, did the side hustle, and now I've got to go back to work. And it's like, no, keep doing it. This is good. Yeah, yeah. What would you tell your 15-year-old selves? What... (laughs)
2: there's so many things if yours is on the tip of your tongue you go no no there's so many things I think just with life you know you learn like we've got so many children here in the audience um and I felt you know being South Asian when my parents came in the 60s um there was a typical thing of like you know when you're choosing your GCSEs and your A-levels um do something professional become the typical doctor or accountant or pharmacist and I I actually um, loved art and I pushed my mom and let her agree that I would study art A-level with the dream of trying to go to, you know, St. Martin's in London, the Central School of Art um, and following that passion. Um, And then actually I did what my parents sort of said was the correct thing. And I went to study management at university. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, pressure as such, like having three boys, all my boys are very different. Um, And I think it's giving that space to let them choose their own path. But that only comes with time. You know, I think in my parents' generation, they were so worried about how to start off in this country and how to make a living. Um, But yeah, my 15-year-old self, I'd probably say, you know, just um, go with your gut and... I think everything in life is written and it is a journey. You know, there's definitely forces above me that have guided me through this whole surreal couple of years um, to where I am now and being able to do something that I never dreamt of doing, but uh, that I love. And, you know, just sharing fitness and fun and trying to make it accessible. Um, But yeah, I would never have thought at 15 this is what I'd be doing. So, yeah, sometimes just go with your gut and uh, do what feels right, follow your passion.
3: I love that. I think similarly, it would be something like it's all happening for you, like life is happening for you. So that when the hardest moments came and continue, you know, that I would know that there's a wisdom to it, that there's some all of the hardest things have been the moments that have also been the most rich with learning and resilience and strength or a new perspective which has just opened up more life to me so yeah it would be that it's all happening for you all happening for you Mm. okay we're gonna open it up to the floor because um there's lots of people here and
1: we want to ask questions so if you have any questions you can be brave and put your hand up yeah we've got one at the front here i laughed a little and my daughter looked at me when you talked about people who were concentrating very hard on their work um, and the concept of bite-sized exercise is something that immediately was like, well, maybe that might work for me. Could you talk a little bit more about that?
2: I can definitely talk, but I actually feel the need. I haven't cleared this with Carfest, but I think we should all get up. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should all get we up. We should. Because do you've this. all been sitting so beautifully listening to us, but I always feel like movement is going to be good. So even if it is, whatever you fancy doing, no pressure, no like fancy trainers on or anything, even just let's just walk it out you know march on the spot get some music on get some music on I feel like we're doing a quick exercise snack (laughs) some of them have already got the groove on the guy in the pink vest has got the groove already so just marching it out you could even go into a jog kid's (laughs) I would love you all. You've got the benches behind you. If you're familiar with a squat or a sit and stand, we are just going to do 10 squats. So we're literally going to keep our knees in line with our toes. And you're going to touch down on the lovely bench or haystack. <laughs> squeeze the glutes up. I want you to keep your core engaged and breathe. Inhale, exhale. Just, just asked me if I knew I about this. All the I didn't. Muscles. I didn't know. I'm going with the flow here. <laughs> but this is the death. Definition of the question she asked. Bite-sized movements. Give me three more beautiful squats. Can you feel your leg muscles working? (laughs) I don't know if they're happy joining in here. Brilliant. And we are gonna finish with a little bit of boxing, which is my ultimate stress reliever. The kids are too embarrassed, but come on, don't punch your your family members, please. You can punch your brother.
1: No, you can't. Don't do that. (laughs)
2: Don't do that. (laughs) Three more seconds. Two and one relax so what I can see is smiles and to me that is the most important do you feel your heart rate's gone up yeah. even a minute so over the age of six you there are studies to show that even a minute is going to help your overall health um, we are going to do magical things that you can't see but hopefully just a smile show that it's an instant mood booster and that's what exercise snacking is <laughs> Unplanned. Sorry, I got carried away there. But yeah, hope you enjoyed it. So tell us where we can find you on the old socials. What is your handle? Where do we find you? Yes, all about feeling good. Feel good with Lavina. So I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. And I've just recently started the world of TikTok. But um, That was, um, yeah, well, another whole new world. But Mainly on Instagram, lots of exercise snacks and then all my chair workouts for elderly um, people working from home. Anyone sitting too long, which I think is all of us these days, um, are all saved on YouTube. And I'd love you all to share that and um, join in with the free sessions.
3: Amazing. And you? And in Instagram, Facebook, or usual places, but Jessica underscore Huey underscore, it's H-U-I-E. And this is my book, Purpose. Please give them a big, massive round of applause.
1: Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for joining the in there.
2: <laughs> I think that wasn't planned.
0: All right, there you go. Jessica Huey and Lavina Mehta in conversation together. Weren't they fabulous? Weren't they fantastic? If you fancy more of that up close, personal and live, then come to CarFest 2023. Go to carfest.org for more information. Tickets are definitely still available and I would love, really genuinely love to see that and I genuinely think you would have a fantastic time. Cheers, bye.